the App Store, Developers, and the Mac Show from the British Tech Network. This is Mac Voices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, a couple months ago, I was on the British Tech Network show, The Mac Show, discussing the App Store, um, apps, Apple's rejection of apps, how that's handled, and basically all the details behind the App Store that a lot of us don't really think about that often. It was so good, and it didn't go out of date, and I asked BTN Honcho uh, Ewan Rankin if it would be okay if I rebroadcast it on this show, because I think it's some really important information and some important discussion for you to hear. So you're going to see and hear things a little bit different this time. Uh, Jeff Gamut is the host, but we all participate, and so I think it will give you some things to think about and recognize whenever discussions of developers, App Store, the percentage that Apple charges developers to be in the App Store, and everything else comes along. Let's go and let the Mac Show do the talking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mac Show. I am Jeff Gamut. I am your interim host, sitting in for Ewan Rankin. And, um, and yes, I did have to double-check and make sure that it really is the Mac Show because... Uh, I'm still not even sure what day it is, but since I said Mac show, I'm guessing it's Friday. It's, oh, we it's moved the, the Mac show to another day. Okay. Well, regardless <laughs> of whatever day it is, we're doing the Mac show and that's it. Yeah. It's the day that ends in Y. Oh, oh yeah. right. Okay. So I'm totally on track. Mm-hmm. Got it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. See, you had counted on your fingers and you're like, oh yeah, it totally is. Anyhow. Um, I'm clearly happy to be here, and despite the fact that I seem to be completely incapable of uh, of starting the show in, prof- in a professional manner, and the fact that I live in Boulder, I am not operating under a chemically altered state. Just just putting that out there. <laughs> no, so apparently here. this is just how I am. Um, yeah. Anyhow, Though technically, your body can alter its own chemistry. You know, True. I have an absolutely it all the time. Am- yeah, amazing uh, uh, pharmacological factory just cranking out stuff all the time. That a word, pharmacological? <laughs> Can you believe I actually was able to to pump out a word with that many syllables this early in the morning? <laughs> amazing. The only thing is, I don't want to know where that factory is located. <laughs> I th- I kind of think you do. I don't. Um, I really don't. I'll draw you a picture. <laughs> oh Lord, please don't. <laughs> no, it'll it'll be great. Oh I'm God. gonna need a bigger iPad. Um, <laughs> anyhow, um, Dave, how are you today? I am doing great. This is like a fabulous day today. I would get a shortened uh, work day, and I get to record the uh, InTouch iOS later today with uh, a number of you here, which I'm excited about as well. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weather is a little cool, but uh, it's going to warm up this week and weekend. We're going to have a beautiful weekend, and of course, it's a long weekend in, in the in the United States. So we're going to have a lot of fun, and I'm glad to be here. So one of us is just a number to you. That's what you're saying. One of us? No. <laughs> one because of you us said is a number, a number of you here. Right. Okay. <laughs> Everybody except Chuck. How's that? <laughs> so so well, thanks. Wait, 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 wait. Chuck wants to join. He's welcome to. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. Wait. There's only, there's, only, there's only one number here. The third will be joining Dave. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, this is why I love all of you. Yes. Uh, yes. Speaking of love, Chuck, how are you? Well, I'm not very, very, feeling very loved right now, Jeff. I'll tell you. Aww. I love you. Uh, I just, <laughs> look, we lo- that we was even you. more disturbing, oh. David. Stop it. Um, <laughs> Dave, you're good. not getting his Bud Light. I'm, no. I'm, I'm doing no. good. I'm doing good. Everything. Uh, I'm, I'm with Dave. It's we have a nice long weekend coming up, and so it means I will hopefully get a lot of things off the to do list. Nice. Not the honey do list, right. the to do list. So to do. <laughs> Chuck, do. And it is long. <laughs> yes, it is. It's growing longer every day. Leave it alone, Jeff. 
<laughs> Patrice, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well. It's been it's been a nice day. It's really nice and sunny and warm here. Um, I had very few meetings today. Got actually some stuff done. I sold some some things, so it's always good. Like some of the stuff I don't want to move to the new apartment. Like the electronic stuff, I just sold. Yeah, I noticed the HomePod boxes are gone. So, the HomePod uh... boxes are gone. Uh, I have an old Apple Watch that is gone, and I have like one of those radiator valves from Eve that I also sold. Um, mm. I have two more, so I have to sell them. But yeah, it's quite quite nice. So nice. got, got some stuff done. And the important things that what I wanted to do today, I didn't get done because I wanted to do some phone calls and I didn't. Yay me. Yay you. Yeah, it's my, my brain. Progress, I don't like phone calls, so procrastinating on it, I'm very good at. But look how productive you were through your mm -hmm. procrastination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm totally being an enabler here. Yeah, you are. Well, you're good <laughs> at that. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, I'm glad I'm glad you've at least been able to start selling off some of the stuff you want to get out of the way before your move mm -hmm. and um, make space for more and make space <laughs> for more. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and the funny thing is, as we started the show, I got a message from my dad who uh, my so my, my parents are visiting my aunt and uncle in California. And my dad sent me a text message asking if uh, if I'd like for him to bring back this uh, this book that my uncle has that my uncle uh, would like to give to me. It's a it's a big book of artwork from from the Star Trek franchise. And so my dad was asking, do I bring it back or do I tell him to tell him to mail it to you after you've moved? Hmm. I'm thinking mail it to me after I've moved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm reaching that territory too, where it's like, should I order it now and have it delivered here? Or should I just wait like a couple of weeks and then order it to the new place? I I am so with you. Yep. Jeff, take yep. some advice. Mm-hmm. Don't let him mail it, FedEx it, UPS it so it can be tracked. <laughs> Don't trust UPS. USPS, excuse me. Don't trust USPS. Yeah. Nope. That uh, well, I never. think that's good advice. Yeah. Sorry, yep. postal service <laughs> friends, but uh, you know it's the dependability is shaky, especially for something that you if if you care about. But the, it's not just the dependability; it's the tracking that's even shaky. Yeah. It's, it's yes. Like for for me coming from Europe, that was like that was like I was thinking, oh yeah, everything is modern and tracking everywhere and whatever. Because I mean, I'm used to that here in Europe. Like I mean, if I mail anything, even across borders and and whatever, I can see exactly where it is when it is. When I come to USPS, and it's like, they, like it takes like a week to deliver, and there's like maybe one update in between. It's like, oh, at some random place somewhere, it showed up like three, four days ago. Like okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I received a package earlier this week, USPS, and I did have the tracking number. Mm -hmm. And um, the tracking number is still saying that uh, <laughs> that it's waiting for carrier pickup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually you get you get uh, two or three waiting for pickup, then some random place in between, and deliver like. There's usually not a, not a lot in between, <laughs> and they're probably not going to to happen uh, in a time frame that's actually relevant to the package's mm -hmm. actual uh, no exactly <laughs> yeah yeah yes. <laughs> but speaking of relevant and dependable and beautiful, Ben, how are you? I am great, Jeff. I am ready for the kickoff some to summer tonight. Uh, a few hours of great music, great food. And completely wrecking my hearing. <laughs> this is why I always have a couple sets of those rubber foam earplugs mm -hmm. with me. Me too. Because you never know when you're going to to have a concert experience. And uh, yeah, there you go. I actually bought and a big bag of those earplugs off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And I do have to also say... Uh, the Apple Watch noise detection does a pretty good job of telling how awesome the concert is. Mm -hmm. 
Because if it says if it if it says something that you're going to completely ignore, the place is rocking. <laughs> yep, <laughs> this checks out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, awesome. I'm glad that you have a uh, uh, a great weekend of music and uh, and uh, concert food. Well, what festival food is probably more appropriate. Yeah, it'll be food trucks. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. All right. Oh, well, I suppose even though there's not hardly any Apple news out there right now, we should at least go through the motions of acting like there there yeah. is some. Maybe we should talk about something else first. <gasps> oh my god. Yes. Yes, yes. Patrice. So absolutely it is ten days. So Microsoft build? No. <laughs> <laughs> we should have talked about that yesterday. No, it's 10 days to DevDevDC. Roundabout. Like, uh, yeah, we have like 10 days and a couple hours. So, week from like Monday. Hour and a half. Yeah. So, um, as it is tradition, next week, Friday, we will do our uh, keynote poker again. And I had to check. We have not done one since, I think, October last year. Because there were no events in November. It was just press releases, as far as I remember. And there was mm-hmm. also nothing earlier this year. It's been a long while that that Apple has done like a keynote. Um, so yeah, the, we should like if you want to join, uh, like also in the chat, uh, let us know. Like if you want to really participate from the live chat, you have to join live. Like you, we can't do it afterwards, but if you want to participate in live chat, let us know. Um, and it's going to happen next week, Friday. And while I was preparing for that, because I've prepared our document for it already and all of that, um, You're I so on top of it. yeah. Well, it's easy. It's just copy and paste. So, um, but I did check our uh, yearly predictions because I thought that might be hilarious to see. Like, <laughs> what have we said so far? Um, have we like have we predicted anything correctly so far this year? And after well, we're closing in on on six months <laughs> this year. Um, there's only one prediction that we, I could score, and it's wrong. and uh, you can guess who predicted that it was me it was you yes it was about uh the academy academy awards that we would score a they apple would score at least two major academy awards and they got one and i'm not even sure how major you would count that but it's one so i think it was a one-time fluke Mm mm-hmm yeah so yeah, there's still a lot. Um, I, I'm pretty confident that with DC we will be able to like make some decisions on some items because there's a lot about AR, VR headsets at DC and so on. Uh, like, or Ben, an Apple Silicon native version of Steam that should be announced. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, so it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, I, I can tell you that. Yeah, so next week, uh, tune in and we'll do the keynote poker as always. There will be no cool things and probably also no news or very little. We'll there will be the no. keynote poker. Uh, unless it's a big piece of news, there's not going to be any news. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, to come up with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As it's tradition, like the keynote poker and the week after, we usually don't do cool things because there's just too much to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I always cool look forward to our keynote poker days. Me too. And um, I think I have yeah. a pretty solid track record. I'm not saying it's a <laughs> I good think we track all record, do. <laughs> but it's a solid track record. No, what, whatever we say, not going to happen. That's yeah. usually the track record. Yeah. And I've even tried um, using like reverse psychology on myself. Mm-hmm. And when I think this is what's going to happen, then <laughs> I say the opposite. And it turns out that I still got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just shows you like even, even with all the news that we read, the rumors that we read, like everything that we read and know about Apple and have like, I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. We know nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, but but we speak very confidently about it. <laughs> oh yes. Does that mean so we're that's ChatGPT? Fun. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh my god, we're, we're we're like an analog ChatGPT. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we have to hallucinate a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I do live in Boulder. Yeah. 
And, and for the record, <laughs> yeah, for the record, um, I will not get clean on anyone and tell them to leave their spouse. <laughs> okay. You know, I should probably give yeah. us a new story. Yes, yeah, that CPT yes, actually quick. did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Bless its little digital heart. Um, all right. So Dave, thank you for the uh for sharing your um show notes for in touch with iOS. By the way, um in touch with iOS did not record last night because Dave switched the time, so it will be today um about what about an hour ish after we wrap up um at 1 30 yes. central time it's about two and a half hours from now but okay yes. so 1 30 central time uh dave is doing in touch with ios live today with patrice and ben that, and me the special the special yeah. guest patrice she had mm. it's been too long <laughs> did, yeah. did i just give a spoiler i feel so special <laughs> no yes <laughs> No, yeah. So, in other words, let's get let's get a move on it because I want to have lunch in between. Yes. Me too. <laughs> uh, me too. Me too. Yep. All, all right. Well, um, uh, thanks for joining us today. All of you have been absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's not going to eat lunch. TSL TSL host is awesome. Bye. Yep. Yep. There you go. Okay. Anyhow, I dropped a story in here, and and this did come from Dave's show notes. Uh, Apple has published its first ever App Store transparency report, and um, um, it has lots of numbers in it. Like there were 1,783,232 apps on the App Store in 2022. There were 6 million, it's just easier to say 6.1 million app submissions. Mm -hmm. 1.67 million apps rejected for uh, a bunch of different reasons and um, um, highest number of single with the highest number of single rule rejections due to violations of design. Does that sentence make any sense to anyone? Yes, the, the design 4.0 rule. The highest number of single rejections, which is 149,378, due to violations of the design rule and the DPLA 3.2 fraud rule, 32,009. So are they saying the fraud rule is 32,000 apps and, er and everything else is 140? What the yeah. hell? No, it's like, I mean, I mean, a quarter of all submissions basically were rejected, which is mm -hmm. quite a lot if you think about it. Like mm -hmm. a quarter of, uh, I mean, and it's like app versions, like it might be a new update to an app or something. A quarter of them mm -hmm. gets rejected quite a lot. Um, and the highest number of rejections was about 150,000 for violations of the design rule, whatever design 4.0 rule is. This, this is like in the design document, mm -hmm. probably something that is not designed correctly and yeah, got rejected for that. Um, and the, whatever DPLA is, I, I would have to look that up. I mean, I've read all the rules, but like, if I could remember, I don't know what DPLA uh, is. But that's a but, that's a rule for fraud. So there's the the mm -hmm. two like there seems to be a lot of different rejections because out of 1.6 million, there's only a, like the highest number of rejections is 150,000 for for a single rule. And the second highest is 32,000. So there's a, like a lot of rejections for a lot of other rules, probably like a couple here, a couple there. There's a lot of rules. So there's, there's a lot yeah. of rules. Yep. Yeah. It looks so, like DPLA relates to um, capturing email addresses. Oh, okay. Just, mm -hmm. just a quick, mm -hmm. quick Google yeah. search. So yeah, it's I mean quite for me as a developer quite interesting to see a quarter getting rejected. Doesn't I mean on one hand I don't feel as bad if like one of my like submissions gets rejected. On the other hand, that's a lot, and it's really that's frustrating when it happens. Yeah. Okay. So let's do a little math on this, um, Jeff. If, if and I'm looking to at the transparency report. So if you do six point one million total app submissions. And let's just pretend that Apple has 1,000 people vetting apps, okay? That comes down to 6,100 6, apps per year that you have to vet. 
if mm-hmm. you have a thousand people. That means mm-hmm. you have to have a thousand people adequately trained, properly trained, and ready, you know, ready to do this. Now, maybe they have a thousand people. I don't know. But trying to th- train a thousand people to, to to an adequate level of anything is a challenge. And so, yeah. you know, if I start doing this kind of math, I can become a bit more forgiving of what sometimes, you know, the, the the sometimes what we think are stupid reasons that an app was rejected. And and I'm I'm taking nothing away from Apple's responsibility to its developers to do this, but you know, when you start thinking about the sheer volume of stuff that comes into mm-hmm. I I, I, hear, I agree with what you said. Um, you know, it can be very frustrating for developers. Look at it from the other side, and look at it just from the sheer volume situation. I mean, if you if you tried to cook that many hot dogs, you know, how many hot dogs in a year do you think would not be cooked properly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I checked um, the DPLA is the what was it developer? No, I lost it. When it was developer program. Apple Developer Program License Agreement. And 3.2 is about using Apple services and especially fraud and anything illegal. Mm. So it's not about emails. It's really about like, it's it's very broad. Like it covers a lot of different things. Um, But it's, yeah, it's mostly about like illegal using, using Apple's things for illegal services. I can appreciate them being uptight about that. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, which also makes sense that that is probably one of the bigger categories because I mean, people like all the time, like like none, like not normal developers, but I mean, the the bad guys out there, they're probably constantly trying new ways to to scam people out of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the section, by the way, is only use of the Apple software and Apple services. That's the headline. But then there is like something like you will not use Apple software and any Apple services for any unlawful or illegal activity, mm-hmm. nor develop any covered product and so on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that is liability, crime, and so on. License, like uh, like violating copyright, violating license agreements, all of this. Like it's all covered in, in this one section. But it's interesting to see too also that uh, that out of all the app submission rejections by the review guidelines, performance was the, the biggest number by like mm-hmm. far over a million. Right. Um, so uh, yeah. interesting to see how they break down the, the, the actual rejections. Of course, no surprise about apps taken down by government with China leads mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, looks like games were all, was always the common theme of, of apps that were rejected too. So, um, well, or, or removed prob- for that matter. Probably also because games are the biggest category by sheer number. I'm pretty right. sure the biggest percentage of apps at, in total is games. Um, and it's also probably an area where a lot of scams and stuff happens. Uh, by the way, the design document, that's the review guidelines, section four, covers, covers everything. Copycats, minimum functionality of your app, spam, yeah. uh, like extensions that you've written that don't follow. Like this, basically, like a, like it's kind of a catch-all for a lot of like streaming game, like st- streaming games apps, for example, is also in this section. So, yeah, e- e- a lot of different e- things, and even approvals after rejection. You know, two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. plus. That's that's a pretty big number too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So the appeals yeah. do work in some cases. Yeah, yep. and I'll put the documents in our chat so you can also read yep. them. Nice. And, too. Yeah, yeah and I'll put that link too. Yeah, and oh, 428,487 428, accounts, uh, were ter- developer accounts were terminated, with most of those being fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there are some cases well, where one of Apple them was Epic's account, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> was that twenty twenty two? Wasn't that twenty twenty one even? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was. I'm sorry, Patrice. I was I was talking <laughs> over you. Oh no, worries. like I just wanted to say, like I mean, something that for me is missing a little bit in this is, um, how many mistakes did I make? Because I know some accounts were terminated 
for not legitimate reasons. And the people uh, appealed and they got reinstated. So 159. Oh, okay. Good to know. Well, yeah, but reinstated well, only 159. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so you know, I mean that that's it's five percent. That that's not a bad I, I don't I, I guess that just doesn't disturb me because of again the sheer volume of what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, I'm not excusing anybody. I mean, I'd I'd want to know more about those 159 cases from a quality control standpoint to try to make that number better. But at the same time, you know, with all those app submissions, with you know, I just mm. it it goes to show you just how important and incredibly valuable the app store is to Apple. <laughs> and how and expensive the... it is. Yes. I mean, yes. Th that is something that in all those lawsuits and political discussions about like uh, 30%, 15%, like all those discussions, something that gets ignored to some, and also the cost of the iPhone, um, which probably factors in, mm -hmm. it's ignored. Like, I mean, like the, the number of, like they had weekly visitors to the app store were about 656.7 million unique visitors every week, 747.8 mm -hmm. uh, million weekly downloads for apps. And I mean, that's a lot, if you think about that, if every app has whatever, let's say 10 megabytes in size, that's a lot of data that they're shuffling around the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that they're having to store to the, the bandwidth to deliver, mm -hmm. you're right, Patrice, yeah. and, and this is something that never gets discussed from a cost perspective. No. Yeah. No, and Which I think is there's why... a statistic somewhere that I think what was it, eighty-three percent of all apps in the app store are, are free. So oh, wow. the others have to pay for it. So mm -hmm. the developers aren't making any money, but neither is Apple on those. Not so sure. I, well, not on the eighty-three percent. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, Apple is still making a lot of money, and so developers are still making money. Like, oh, no, no, but I some mean... of them are. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, not on, on those, that, on, yeah, on on those percent, apps. The, the only thing, if somebody will save somebody an email, the only thing you can mm -hmm. argue is that they have to pay for a developer account. But, you know, F beyond that. <laughs> yeah, which is may, $99 a year. Right, right. Which, which probably doesn't cover bandwidth of, you know, an, an eighth or a tenth <sighs> of the downloads, if the, if um, the app is worth anything. I mean, thinking just about software updates, if you install all the beta versions that they put out, I'm, I'm not even sure it covers, or like a big chunk of that is probably just the downloads for the beta versions, because they're nice. sometimes like five, six, 10, 12 gigabytes big. And if there's like one every two weeks, um, and then you have whatever, let's say two, three devices, it's a lot of bandwidth just for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, point. bandwidth cost these days is not, high but it adds up like if if you download the set 12 gigabytes mm -hmm. every two weeks for three devices mm -hmm. yeah yeah that adds up and uh and let's say I, I, you I, have yeah. have 100 people in your beta pool downloading to to two devices that's a that's a lot of bandwidth yeah, I once did the math that um, on like WWDC day, like when Apple releases the betas for like everything basically, uh, or just just for one platform, um, if there's about a million developers that download that on day one, I mean that's twelve million gigabytes of data, which is like about twelve thousand terabytes. Or about okay. 11, 11 and a half petabytes of data just in within not even 24 hours, probably. Holy fucking shit. And it's just a day. <laughs> and it's not even counting the other devices like the iPhone, the iPad, and the Apple Watch, and the Apple TV, and HomePod, and all of the Patrice, others. It's just the Mac. Patrice, you took the words right out of my mouth. How many yeah. different platforms are we talking about here that, you mm -hmm. know, where there is yeah. a, a dedicated version of an operating system? Now, obviously, the Apple Watch system is not as large as the Mac, but yeah. you know, at the end of yeah. the day, it's still a separate thing and has to mm -hmm. be downloaded. So, yeah. Yeah. I I would really like it's something that nobody talks about, and I've, I I know some people at Apple. Maybe I should ask. I'm not sure I will get an answer. I would like to really know how much data they go through on a day like that. It, it, it must be insane. 
I'm assuming it's absolutely bonkers insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I don't want to take us down a, a rat hole, so we'll just leave this here. But <laughs> pre-show, we were talking about the, the the Twitter meltdown with Ron DeSantis' announcement. And Patrice, I think you said the, you and Jeff had read somewhere there were 500,000, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a live stream, which is a lot of people for a live stream. Think, yep. though, of how that compares to what we're seeing in this report from Apple as to how much stuff mm-hmm. they are they are pushing mm-hmm. out. I mean, yeah. it just yeah. it it's staggering. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Not yeah. All, to be not fair, um, Google probably does the same thing. Like it's not just Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many Android devices? I'm not sure how the Google uh, system works, uh, but at least for all the uh, the Google Pixels and so on, they will push it out similarly, and that's probably also a lot that they do. No one's. No one knows how the Google system works, Patrice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure it does. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's another yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as I said, I don't know how popular betas are on Google, and if you even get them, if you don't have a Google Pixel and all of that, I don't know that. But I'm assuming that the amount of data Google like pushes out. I mean, you think of YouTube like this. I mean, that's insane. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the amount of data coming out of YouTube mm-hmm. every minute is insane. And then uh, don't forget, there's all the videos that are being uploaded. And the number of videos uploaded every minute around the world to YouTube is just an astronomical number. Yeah, but it's it's always fun to think about that. Like I said, I was in 2019, I was sitting at the laptop and I was like downloading the beta and I was thinking about that. I'm like, because everyone else in the room was pumping. downloading it too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, how much data is Apple pumping through? like everything in the world right now yeah it's like uh this this, this <laughs> will be in finished installing in 17.4 years <laughs> no that was that was the crazy thing i mean apple was quite i mean i remember like i think 2018 even they were still struggling a little bit with it i think you couldn't download the beta on the conference network mm-hmm. um i think yeah actually that was in 2019 even still they they blocked it on the wi-fi because I think Wi-Fi would have just crashed if they had tried that. Oh, yeah. had to plug the access in. points would have just melted. Yeah, you would have. You had to plug in uh, to do that. Uh, but even then, I mean, they had local cache servers. There was probably an entire room somewhere just with like cache servers where everything was was like local. Which is but smart. even then, like that's a lot. That's well, a am lot. I, am I misre- misremembering this? But wasn't there a, a MacWorld keynote where Steve Jobs asked everyone to stop? Oh yeah, using their phones because you know they needed <laughs> that in the Wi-Fi network to work for the demo. Yes. Uh, yeah, they wanted to show something on the Wi-Fi and couldn't because yeah. the Wi-Fi was broken. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was overloaded. <laughs> yeah, 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 because everybody was using it. Yeah, now you notice that's never happened since. <laughs> Probably for, I mean, like like everybody, even Apple has to learn sometimes by mm-hmm. just having something, you know, break a little bit. And yep. we're back to the popularity issue of yeah. just how popular Apple is in so many ways. And of course, mm-hmm. that's a de- that was a dedicated event. So you kind of got it. But mm-hmm. then then we talk about, you know, why Apple, they made one mistake, if I remember correctly, about releasing an update as well as an, uh, a significant software update as well as an iPhone on the same day. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, then there were issues. <laughs> They don't, you notice yeah. they don't uh, do that anymore. Yeah, that was yeah. a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they do it like two days, two, three days before. So everybody yeah. can download it, install it yeah. on their own time. They usually, I mean, there's something a lot of people also don't know. Apple rolls them out slowly. So if you don't force it, like if you go in into your settings and mm-hmm. do download and all whatever, it's going to show up on your, on your phone. If you just let it sit, it will prompt you anywhere from now to I think a week later. Mm-hmm. Because that way it doesn't like melt down their servers. Yeah, which is I, smart. Well, in smart. this room, in this room, we melt down those servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I oh, mean, yeah. if you have ever been at a big conference, I mean, there's like access points everywhere. But the developer conference, especially, because that's the most mm-hmm. like the the most tech savvy and like data hungry group of people. Like maybe second to like uh, NAB probably where there's a lot of video files and stuff flying around. Um, but it, yeah, 
there's a reason for it. Yeah, I think that's also might be one of the reasons that uh, as the pandemic has it has passed into memory, mm-hmm. we're still doing it kind of a hybrid model. By inviting a limited amount of people to the campus, they're able to manage uh, mm-hmm. the, the data constraints far yeah. better than having I mean- everybody in the world in one in the San Jose well, Convention Center. I think the real reason is there was never the entire world in that center. I mean, there was like, let's say, 5,000 attendees yeah. plus another one to 2,000 Apple employees. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a big number of people. But I mean, it, it's it's still a big group, but it's like by any stretch from like compared to what Apple, like the community that Apple has, it's not big. Mm-hmm. But that brings up a really interesting point. We will have a streamed keynote Mm-hmm. on what the fifth i think it is um yeah how many people mm-hmm. are going to be watching that keynote and you know compared to the the twitter thing we just talked about um how many people are going to watch that and you know expect it to work and need it to work and want it to work and it will work and it yes. will tens tens 20 10 20 million easy yeah, yeah. Easy. I mean, I don't even know how many developers there are there. I would have to check, uh, but it's I think like a low number, like low number in millions, like maybe ten million. But I mean, it's like the press is watching it. A lot of enthusiasts are watching it worldwide. Like I mean, this is being streamed. There's events in in a lot of places, um, like I know in London, for example, where they're watching together and all of that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like 10, 20 million is probably lowballing it. And it works. I mean, and it works flawlessly these days. I mean, there were early on a lot of struggles when they started doing it, but these days, I mean, well, these days it's a video. Like that—that's the secret. It's not really a live stream. They just start playing a video everywhere. I I don't care because it's pre-recorded, which which is perfect. No, it (laughs) is perfect. It's it's, it's right in time. You still have to deliver the data. It still has to work. Like you can't. Like it's still simultaneous. As far as I know, still it's not a video playing at different times. It's still simultaneously. Yeah the 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 last streamed Apple event back on September seventh had thirty million YouTube views alone. YouTube alone. Wow. Yeah. So and then okay. like that the people on Apple's side, like I mean on Apple TV and the Mag, whatever, right. like watching it directly, probably another 10, 20 million. Mm-hmm. More than thirty or more, yeah. so yeah, you're closing in on a hundred. Tim Cook for president. That's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. Let's do that. Um, I'm for it. So yeah. So I'm, here's the, I here's have no the vote, here, but I'm for it. Here's the funny thing. Uh, can you imagine the amount because of those YouTube views? Can you imagine uh, uh, the amount of money? that google makes every time apple has an event do they actually do advertisement on it i don't think so i think that's disabled i mean i'm they might have a banner ad somewhere or something i don't know but i i don't think so but i mean on the other hand maybe apple pays for that yeah yeah that's an interesting point ben i've got to i'm gonna have to Mm -hmm. Usually, I, mean, I watch a, it on the Apple site, so I'm going to have yeah. to check out the YouTube feed just to see if there is any kind of uh, ad placement the, around it. There's definitely no like no like beginning, end, or mid roll. They they no. definitely but but that's something the creator can disable. Somebody Apple simply disable yeah. it. But is there a banner ad on it? That's a good question. Yeah, like you could have some on the side or something. I'm pretty sure Apple would hate that. It would pay for it for Google not to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm pretty sure Apple makes it worth Google's while. Oh, yeah, for sure. So this is this topic. I was not expecting it to go. <laughs> I, I, I'm channeling my inner child, so I didn't expect this to go where it did or to last as long as it did. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Jeff, think about what show you're on. Oh, I know, I know. That's true. And uh, and yet, I should have uh, totally anticipated that something that I thought was going to be a quick discussion would turn into this very interesting discussion that hit a bunch of other topics. And all I had to do was sit back and enjoy the conversation. Um, yeah, but we it, still have to get to our, our cool things. And um, and uh, but before we do that, I have a quick maybe thing that i want to drop in here 
um, Bungie, the company that made Marathon, the company that uh, that made the Mac, at least for a while, a legitimate gaming platform, they have announced that they're they are making a new Marathon. And um, oh, yes. Oh, you can be excited <laughs> right now, but I'm about to to uh, to kick your knees out from under you. This isn't really marathon. It's only marathon in name. It's uh, it's a, a completely different kind of game. Um, it's I mean, it's still a first person shooter thing, but it's it's more like uh, it, it's destiny. <laughs> with a halo skin is kind of uh um what they're doing here and it's not even going to be available for the mac bungie i, I will stick bungie i will sick durandal on you right right so anyhow i wanted to share this because it's it's actually very disappointing because it's not marathon at all and uh and bungie <laughs> is not paying attention to the mac where they started granted the apple um gaming space for the mac is not a big market but it still would have been nice to see something. It also would have been nice to see an actual marathon game and not something that they're just calling marathon, but, uh, but it's not. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, but you know, what is not disappointing <laughs> TSO host. TSO host. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and um, unlike other platforms that live stream, the British tech network is always rock solid when we live stream and that's because of tso host they're giving us that bandwidth we need so that we can live stream to you uh all the time we we live stream the big show on thursdays the mac show on fridays sometimes we do other uh events and live stream those as well the point is when you tune in to one of our live streams it's just solid and it works and that's because of tso host that's part of what they do they also do web hosting and uh, help people buy domain names and that's why we have a uh, um, a rock solid server that ensures that our website is always there when you type britishtechnetwork.com and uh, and it means that every time you go to download to listen to your favorite uh, or watch your favorite episodes, that it actually works. And those and those episodes get to you without any problems. That's because TSO Host is doing what they do so well. And they're giving that to us because they just love us and, and they enjoy being part of our community. And we're so happy that they're doing that because without them, we wouldn't be here. So thank you to TSO Hosts. Now, what you can do to show your appreciation is just go on social media and thank TSO Host for being here. And uh, and that's it. That's all you have to do. Let's them know that we all appreciate them and, and it's good karma just all the way around. If you are ready to set up a new website and you need to buy a domain name, whatever, go use TSO Host. Because they're really good at making this whole process easy for you. Just get your domain name, get your your uh, hosting package, <clears throat> excuse me, pop all that into your cart, and then add the discount code BTN20. And when you do that, you get 20% off your order. So not only are they being super generous by, by providing the British Tech Network with the services we need so we can be here for you, they're giving you a discount for being a BTN fan. So thank you, TSO Host, for being here. And uh, Patrice, would you please tell people where they can find the live chat? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and I just put um, a really interesting thing as a PSA in the live chat. So if you want to get to that and to all the other cool things that we're posting in there, like the links to the... Uh, the articles we're talking about, the links to cool things we'll talk about in a second. 
Um, anything that like talk to the awesome people, like the third, for example, that's in the chat, and of course us. Um, yeah, that's really cool, and you can do that when we record live, which is every Friday, 4 p.m. UK time for the Mac show, and also Thursdays, 7 p.m. UK time for the big show. If you're into the non-Apple side of things, like what Ben wanted to talk about earlier, uh, which like Microsoft Build, for example, um, which uh, we talk about anything that is not Apple tech, like space and games and Microsoft and Android and, and like all kinds of things. Um, yeah, and then you just head over to chat.britishtechnetwork.com when we're recording live and you're in and you can talk to us. This is how easy it is, like really easy. But uh, let's say you are listening to this like in the recorded form, like in your favorite podcast player or on our website or wherever you might find this content. I don't know, beamed through a, a subspace temporal conduit into the future. Who knows? Uh, you can still at least see what was in the chat. I'm not sure how that works if you're in another universe or another, like, whatever solar system. Might not work that way, but if you're on Earth, planet Earth, and it still exists, <laughs> you can head over to britishtechnetwork.com forward slash chat. And then, like, there's a pop-up or there's like a calendar that shows up and you have to select the date and you select today's date as we're recording this. And the recording date is the 26th of May, 2023, 26th of May, 2023. And if you do that, you will see everything that was talked about. Awesome. Patrice, I did figure out how people that uh, that are watching, say, in different timelines or different realities are actually able to do that. You need to add the trans-dimensional conduit to your, uh, to your stream. Oh, okay. Okay. That's how easy it is. Okay. Fine. Okay. I, mean, I should do easy that Easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. It's like not a big deal. Do that every day. Right. Fascinating. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you, Patrice. And now it's cool thing time. And um, Ben, you you um, sentences hard words. Ben, he, you want to say he cheated? Yes. There we go. All right, Ben, it's your turn. So you could say I'm feeling a little bit loopy today. Uh, uh, <laughs> today. Yep. So, uh, a couple months back in the fall, a new device came out called the Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, a new type of uh, band was released with it called the Alpine Loop. It looks just like that. It looks just like that. Only this isn't the Apple one. This is the Chinese knockoff. I got it for $10 on... Uh, uh, God, I can't even think of the way I say name. Yeah, <laughs> I am loopy. I, I got it for, for, for $10 off of Amazon. And this seems like a very well-made, very nice band. Nice. I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't pay Apple prices for it, but and I haven't done any bands, but I have to say, I really like it. Awesome, and they they do these. I checked in um, um, sizes for both sizes of Apple Watch, the big and the small. Yes. yes. And it is fully, basically, uh, adjustable from one side to the other. So if you're, uh, if you have a small wrist or your shack, you're good. Awesome, and ten bucks. Hmm. Ten multiple bucks. color choices. Nice. Yep, pretty much all good. the color choices. Good to know, Ben. Thank you. Awesome. Um. All right. Uh, Patrice, it is now your turn. Mm -hmm. And um, since that seems very apropos for this week, the Apple Developer app, um, like as an app Apple has put out, I want to say three years ago, maybe, 
basically when they, I think somewhere around the time when they started doing uh, videos and posting them, maybe it's even longer than three years. Um, now that I think of it, basically it's the one-stop shop when you want to like find any content related to developers. Uh, the state of the union videos, for example, are in there, like you can go back, um, till I don't know how many years back, but quite a while back and watch sessions from 2015, 2016, probably, uh, if you want to learn about a certain topic, like this reference is even in like, even in today's video or next week's video, well, next week, two weeks ago, in two weeks, whatever the, the new videos this year, when they will be posted, there will probably be some references where they say, Hey, just watch this video from a couple of years ago that explains some basic thing, um, that we're building on top of. Um, so it's like, it's really good to like, if you want to learn a little bit more and there's like all kinds of different categories. So it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be a developer really to like appreciate them. There's design sessions where it's about, okay, how to design an app or how mm -hmm. to sell an app for, for business side. And so on There's like all kinds of things that Apple puts out. And this app is actually quite good. As far as I know, it's, it's Swift UI based. I might be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> could also just be, um, catalyst. But it's definitely a cross-platform app, so you can find it on on like macOS and iOS, um, and it is quite a good app. There were some bugs last year that drove me nuts because they had broken the <laughs> video player. Like right as WWDC started, they had broken the video player, <laughs> so that wasn't good. But they fixed it. Like it, they they like pushed out quite quickly a fix for it, um, and that was that was good. But it's as far as I know, you don't need to be a developer to to use it. Um, I don't know, uh, like you don't what the limitations are. You don't. Okay, that's good to know. I have a developer account, so for me. Uh, but as far as I knew, like this is all free content, and you can you can use it. So highly recommend that app. It's a good app. It's quite really quite nice layout. Works quite well. It has like I mean for every video there's like usually the slides. There is a transcript version. There's sample code if they have it. Like it's all kind of together. So it's actually for me personally, much better than the website. Mm -hmm. So there's that. It is a very nice app. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So cool. now you can prepare for in two weeks or 10 days. Awesome. And, uh, and since you don't have to be a developer, you don't have to pay any money to use this. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um, Dave, looks like it's your turn. Yes, uh, found this great app. It's called uh, Money Wiz, Money Wiz 2023. It's like a uh, finance app that lets you uh, maintain all your uh, finances, your budgets, and runs reports, similar to what Quicken does, but not not expiring like Quicken does all the time, and <laughs> never never has a good version for it on the Mac. Um, so uh, you can connect a over 40,000 banks, 50 countries worldwide, and it's got uh, the four different data providers that it does to generate. I just started playing with it uh, the other day, and it, it's funny, some obscure banks, like I have a credit union, I wasn't thinking it was gonna come into the into there, and it, it, it found that and, and downloaded all the information. You can run reports. Um, it's really robust. I'm, I'm very impressed with these guys. Mm -hmm. And it's it's on the uh, it's on a Mac as well as on i on iOS. And the best part is it's on Setup. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. If you don't I have use... Setup, it's forty nine dollars a year. But uh, I think if set, they're they're right there. Makes the Setup well worth the investment. Hell yes. Yeah, I've, I, I, I used to use them for many, many years. Um, and I think I stopped because I was not as crazy about tracking every single expense anymore. So I didn't use sure. it. <laughs> but it um, is really good. And I also had the concern about privacy. So and I, and I, and I did, did look mm -hmm. up their privacy policies and, uh, and everything here. I'll, I'll put this in the chat too. So when people hear this, they'll, they'll uh, uh, take a look at this too, but they don't share any information. They don't store any of your user accounts because they do use your online banking user accounts to, to, to connect, but mm -hmm. you get, it goes through a, a multi-factor authentication. So it, it makes sure mm -hmm. that it's you. Uh, and they have, like I said, four different partners that they use. Uh, Plaid is the one, I guess, the, the, the most popular one that, that mm -hmm. works with each one of these banks. Um, only thing I didn't see is it doesn't have Apple Card, as I think Apple probably doesn't. Uh, doesn't have an API for it. Doesn't have an API for it, and you know, 
if that's a bummer thing since I got money in savings now, the Apple savings mm. account uh, can't put that as part of your investments. So, uh, but you can always put it in manually because it does have manual options too. So, yeah. uh, and uh, but uh, I I was thoroughly impressed with this at this app. I definitely I recommend it. And then, like I said, it's inside it's, app. As far as I know, you can export from Apple Card in like I think a like a CSV yeah. or something, and can yeah, you can export. It. Yes, yeah, and can import it into MoneyWiz, so that works. Um, and as far as I, <laughs> yeah, as far as I, exactly, and as far as I know, you don't have to use the the cloud sync if you don't want to. Yeah. So if you if you're concerned about privacy and you don't want to do that and you just want to do a manual expense tracking on your local machine, you can do that. As far as I know. Yeah. So, so well, well, with the check, I mean, someone like Mint, you know, you know, Mint was out there with Intuit. I don't mm -hmm. trust Intuit with with that that stuff. No. Uh, yeah. That that. that that is the, the worst of the place to put things, but these guys seem like they know what they're doing. And I think uh, by, by joining in setup, I think they're going to get a lot more, more, a lot more customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I met the guys from, from Silverwiz once at WWDC and they were really, really nice. So. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, all right. So, um, oh, yeah, Chuck, I Apple guess it's too. up to you. It, it's up to me. It's up to me. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit different pick. Um, uh -oh. I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I am going to pick a tweet. Okay. Really? Nope. Yeah, nope. a tweet. Okay. A tweet from, and since this, this is on the British Tech Network, um, this is a BBC um, cyber journalist. I love this story. I love this story so much. This is an incident that occurred apparently in um, in the UK, where a company was oh, yeah. uh, received <laughs> an extortion notice, and one of the IT professionals in the company went into the mail server, changed the extortionist Bitcoin address in the email to his own, and then also went in, created a lookalike address, and was trying to encourage the company's management to pay off the ransomware to the mm -hmm. wrong Bitcoin address. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, I can't decide whether this guy is brilliant or stupid because he was doing all this from his home account or his home, you know, so that's how mm -hmm. he got caught. But I, this, this is just an absolute riot. Um, so the, the, uh, the, the, the journalist's name is Joe Tidy, um, T-I-D-Y. <laughs> And so, I, but I just think this is a great, a great, great story. It's just a fun one to read. It'll, it's like four paragraphs, big deal. But um, you have to appreciate it. I do want to, though, give credit where credit's due. Um, this story came to my attention um, listening to the Risky Biz podcast, R-I-S-K-Y-B-I-Z podcast out of Australia. It's a cybersecurity podcast. Yep, and you can tell they, they were just delighted as much with this as I was. You know, they were just cracking up. So... This this is just your story for the day to make you smile a little bit and think, you know, I, you just cannot believe what people will do. Mm -hmm. My God, that is just chef's kiss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I knew you'd like it, Jeff. God, that's awesome. All right. Um, so... Don't steal, kids. Don't commit fraud, kids. It, it'll... So what's your cool thing, Jeff? My cool thing is... Not getting caught. Not, my cool thing is not getting caught. <laughs> my cool thing is Bike Prehistoric <laughs> Planet 2. Oh, oh yes. On Apple TV+. Plus. Um, they've been dropping a new episode every night. Um they're calling it the like a special week long event. So I this is Friday. So I think that there's uh, the last episode is today. And uh, it's funny that they say uh, new episodes every night, but it drops um, like after midnight on the day. So when you get up in the morning, there's an episode waiting for you. And the season two is, Season one was amazing, and season two uh, maintains that bar. It, it's done so well that you're watching this and you forget that it's not an actual David Attenborough uh, real-world animal nature documentary because the uh, the quality is just so good. 
And um, there, there was one single scene in season one where I felt like I was watching CGI. And it was just for a few seconds. And, uh, and because of the quality of the production, it just really stood out to me. This one scene that in any other movie or series, I wouldn't have even noticed. I mean, that's how good it is. Season two, I have not had any uh, moments where I look at it and say, yeah, that's, uh, that's clearly CGI. It just, it looks that real. It's, absolutely wonderful so if you have not watched prehistoric planet season one or season two well hop to it and season two is just absolutely wonderful apple tv plus okay can't beat it can't beat it and uh with that good content i know it's wonderful i need to get caught up on um on ted lasso oh yeah definitely do the, I am several season, weeks the behind. Series finale is next week. Okay, mm-hmm. so I need to get caught up before the series finale because because um, I'm already having to to avoid spoilers for this week's episode. Oh, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with people? Don't don't post screenshots <laughs> was, yeah, and quotes and a, stuff from what the hell. Discussable. Well, it I, was discussable like episode. <laughs> yeah, I like Brett Goldstein's uh, like Twitter posts about it. He, I mean, he market like he does marketing for it for sure. But he mm-hmm. always posts like three pictures, and then his very like loose interpretation of what happens in the in the pictures like has not <laughs> usually has nothing to do with what actually right. happens. But it nice. just looks at it and it's funny. So that's the kind of it's not a spoiler. It's just funny. Okay, that's awesome. Um, also awesome is getting to spend my Friday morning with all of you. Thank you so much. You all absolutely rock. So thank you for putting a smile on my face. Yeah, Dave, Jeff, for saying that. Oh, sure. Thank you very much. Um, Dave, where can people find you? You can find me at InTouchWise at InTouchWise.com. Like we mentioned earlier, we'll be recording the show with uh, Jeff, Ben, and Patrice uh, a little later. By the time you see this, and uh, you also can find me on the YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com slash InTouchWise. I'm on uh, Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. Twitter, DaveG65. I'm on the Mac. Mac show, I'm on Mac Voices Live on Tuesday nights every every week on, uh, on that, that show. And... Uh, thanks for having me thanks for you doing a good show awesome and um chuck where can people find you macvoices.com is where you'll find me all the time talking to really interesting people Mm -hmm. um we they're just there's so many great people out there to talk to there's so many people i want to talk to i keep running out of time to to get it all out uh we do mac voices live tuesday nights 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific whatever time that is wherever you are on youtube at youtube.com slash mac voices tv uh join us in the chat room to throw in your comments thoughts criticisms abuse um a lot of mm. people do and we we take it all we love it uh, and on the socials, you can find me as at Chuck Joyner or at Mac Voices. Thank you, Jeff. Good job. We made it through. Just, I'm amazed. Um, Patrice, where can people find you? Well, you can find me every week here on British Tech Network on the Mac Show on Fridays, Friday, 4 p.m. UK time, and also on the Big Show on Thursdays. And 7 p.m. UK time, if you're into the non-Apple side of things, of technology, you can find everything I'm doing, like all the social media links, the podcast, the projects, literally everything I'm doing on my website, thepatrice.com. And if you want to like join Mastodon or you're on Mastodon and you want to want to or have to switch because there was some server that was being shut down and you're a friend of the show's, then reach out to me because I have uh, my own Mastodon instance. It's small and it's supposed to be small. It's just for us, basically. And techhangout.social. You can also sign up there and I will just approve it. So, But ping me first because I want to know. And knowing mm-hmm. half the battle. Excellent. Yes, yes, it is. Um, 
All right, Ben, when you're not um, uh, out there protecting G.I. Joe and all of, all of <laughs> his team members, where can we find you? Well, Jeff, you can find me at Ben Rithig on your social media of choice, since it has been asked. That is at techhangout.social on the Mastodon. Uh, you can also find me at rithig.tech. Or you can find all my opinion pieces. You can find me Tuesday on Chuck's show, Thursday on Dave's show, except it's today, t- this week, and Thursday and Friday right here. Awesome. All right. So I'm on uh, social medias, Jay Gamut, on uh, basically everything. Um Mastodon and Instagram. That's where I'm actually posting stuff right now. And then for shows, um, Chuck keeps letting me on Mac Voices Live on Tuesdays, where I get to hang out with uh, with a bunch of cool people. And then Dave keeps letting me on In Touch with iOS on Thursdays. But like we've said, today, on Friday instead, so we can have uh, a very special guest star episode. And... Um, then Thursdays on the big show here on Fridays on the Mac show. And then also on um, the context machine, Brian Chaffin and I record that and it's kind of turned into a Friday thing as well. So thank you to all of you for being here. You're absolutely awesome. And this has been a wonderfully fun way to kick off my Friday and, uh, and what uh, should be a long weekend. And then uh, everyone that's watching, listening live, participating in the live chat, thank you for being here. It's so great to to have you here with us. And everyone that watches or listens to the recordings later, thank you for being part of the BTN family as well. Ewan, thank you just for being you. Patrice, um, thank you for taking care of getting everything ready for next week's keynote poker. Um, Muller, thank you for making sure we have people for shows and hope you're feeling better soon. And um, Tioso Hosts, thank you for being here and supporting us. Give them some online love. All right. So with all of that said, don't forget to join us next Thursday for the big show. Come back again on Friday for our keynote poker for Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference on the Mac show. And everyone have an awesome weekend. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.